from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio, this is the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Hello and welcome to the Hammer Down Racing Report. <laughs> what? Hello? Oh, am I You're not even on the right microphone. Your microphone's over there. There you go. Yeah. Um, this is two yeah. weeks in a row you've had headphone issues. This would come on in the air. This would this would qualify as a certified cluster. <laughs> you were trying to entangle those headphones for like five minutes. I'm like, you got you got about five minutes for you think you can get it done? Oh yeah. We got, I about, did. we got here about a minute. We got about a minute. I'm here. I'm here. It looked like you were ripping wires apart. You know, that was, you? That, that was one pair of headphones. There were three sets that were apparently mating all week, and, oh. and they were all tangled up. Um, well, the four. good news is you'll, you, you can expect a, a brand new headset in probably nine months. I don't know what the... Uh, yeah, maybe I, Santa Claus. Sure. Maybe Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, back to the show. Welcome... Uh, Welcome, Reese fans. This uh, is what's left of one of them, Scott. Here. Well, here's the rest of hanging. You know what? You could take that to Ron Miller Race Cars. I hear he uh, he fixes a lot of things. I fix chairs. I'm not sure I can fix that mess, man. Wow. <laughs> you really did. I got frustrated with it. All right. All right. Uh, anyways, we're live uh, from the Ron Miller Race Cars studio. Yeah. If we weren't uh, live, then uh, we probably would have waited to start the show until he had his headphones sorted out. But... Uh, Come at you live. On but Scott threw me under the bus and said, no, we're going I live. I said we got five minutes, and then I started playing the intro video, and I was like, there's no turning back now. <laughs> oh, man. Coming, back, coming at you live on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter, Periscope. Follow us on Twitter at Hammer Report. Like us on Facebook. Follow us there. You can also uh, always check us out on demand. Uh, basically, a recording of the live show yeah. on your favorite podcasting uh, platform, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google, whatever, Spotify. I just got a report from Spotify. I guess our uh, our numbers are up again. Uh, the well, no, it just was giving me like a year end report. I think our uh, Attica uh, Champions show, okay, last week's show was uh, the highest one on Spotify really? for the year. Yeah. Well, tonight should do well. And, well, we'll see. Yeah. And and next week is uh, Sandusky Speedway, right? Sandusky Speedway. Yes. And we're going to have a full studio next. We have nobody in the studio this week, but lots to get to tonight. We have uh, uh, Frank Giovanni. Dennis Wisman Jr., Greg Stude, plus we're going to check in with uh, Rusty Schlenk, uh, who's down at uh, PRI getting ready for the Gateway Dirt Nationals, which is next weekend. And we're going to talk to all these guys uh, on the phone here shortly. We're going to start with Frank. Uh, what, what's PRI, Scott? I don't know. Performance racing. racing industry. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge industry-wide trade show. It's uh, in Indianapolis, right? Indianapolis. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm surprised you're not there. You going down after the show? Nah. Skipping it this year? Nope, I sent a uh, I sent a delegate. <laughs> okay, is is his last name Miller? Miller, yeah, okay, it could be. That's a good delegate. Um, I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, that's uh, coming up. Uh, also, uh, started today. UMP Summer Nationals uh, have released their schedules. Yeah, some, uh, interesting stuff on there. We'll talk about that and uh, all the latest racing news as well. Sound good? I, How about I think, we get started? Yeah. we got a lot to go on. In case somebody is listening that's going to leave us later, and I'll talk about it later, uh, I was talking with uh, Craig Dipman from Dipman Motorsports and Chris Mize, who's going to be on our show next week uh, live in the studio. And Dipman Motorsports will be servicing the hangover race with race fuel. Uh, There's not usually fuel no, at no, the no. hangover they will, They'll be having 110, 112, and... 114 race gas plus methanol so you've got no excuse not to be there gang 
Dippin' which, Motorsports will be there, and they're going to have a pretty good trailer stock full of crash parts. parts. So, yep. Not that any crashes ever happen. No, never. New Year's Day, it's Sandusky Speedway, the Hangover it's, Race. That's uh, next event coming up in our area. And it's fun. Uh, how about we uh, cover a little bit of news here, and we're going to do how many a little bit early in the show this week. Okay. And you'll find out why shortly before we get to uh, Frank Giovanni. We have about 10 minutes before we get to him. Um, let's talk about uh, some action that has been going on. Chris Madden went two for two in the Dry Dean uh, Extreme Dirt Car Series action. He picked up the win in the inaugural Grinch uh, 40 at Volunteer Speedway, uh, as well as the uh, opening race a couple weeks ago. So he's pretty much dominating that extreme dirt car series deal. Uh, the next event for uh, that series is coming up Sunday at Livonia Speedway in Georgia. Did you hear that Dryden is sponsoring both of the Bloomquist cars? Uh, I did see in, that in 2020, uh, and that uh, what is Dryden? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Must be a pretty wealthy company because, boy, they've uh, they've been shelling out the dollars. I, I know that sponsoring Scott Bloomquist is not a cheap deal. I wouldn't think so. Both and, his and, cars. Right, cars. both cars. And they will be running the entire uh, uh, World of Outlaw series this year as opposed to jumping around or running primarily Lucas. So that, uh, pretty big news there. Absolutely. That is big. And if uh, somebody can tell us what Dryden is, uh, leave us a comment on our Facebook Live as we do kind of monitor that. Or you could call us at 419 No, we got too many people calling in tonight. <laughs> we got too many calls. I wouldn't be watching the phone anyway. Well, I got it right in front of me tonight. Oh, okay. Uh, the Snowball Derby at Five Flags Speedway. Did you hear about all that I did. stuff last weekend? <laughs> a lot of drama and action this past weekend. It started uh, Thursday with multiple drivers in the sport classes failing uh, inspection and were disqualified because of that. Right. And then Sunday's main event... Uh, Ty Majeski was leading till late, and a caution came out with one lap to go. He got jacked up on the restart, spun in front of the field, collecting, uh, I guess, a bunch of the front runners. And uh, this dude, Stephen Nass, 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 I'm not sure how to pronounce Nass. it. He went on uh, to drive to victory, uh, picked up the checkered flag. But three hours after the finish, tech inspectors found a uh, titanium violation with his brakes was the exact quote. I can tell you exactly what it was, Scott. The brake calipers in the, had In titanium. the brake caliper, they have aluminum pistons, but they put there was a titanium cap that goes on the piston, and the titanium cap serves as a good heat sink. The heat doesn't travel through to uh, the rest of the brake system. Doesn't uh, You can be very aggressive with the brakes and, and not boil the brake fluid. So and that is an advantage. It is an advantage. Yes, it is. You're not going to burn up your brakes as Correct, much. correct. And a uh, representative from a competing... Now, you got to understand that there are product sponsors. There was a lot of extracurricular yeah. drama on yeah, this. I yeah. believe his old bra- he used to have a different brake sponsor. Correct. And supposedly they're the ones that uh, pointed out to the inspectors that uh, to hey, take a look at that. That is not something that it, even a really sharp inspector is not going to pick that up. Somebody had to point a finger and say, look right there. Yeah, that'd be hard. I guess you could exactly. probably Yeah, um, unless you're looking for it. Yeah. Uh, so Travis Braden was declared the winner of that. Uh, and on a separate note, speaking of Ty Majeski, he will be going truck racing next year with Nice Motorsports. Yay. So, cool. So it wasn't all terrible for him. Uh, we're going to get to uh, how many. Usually we do this at the end of the show. Uh, we're going to do it before we talk to our uh, our featured guests this week because, well, you'll find out in a moment. Last week's how many 
and this is something you can play along with us on our Facebook Live comments where you can uh, guess and win a uh, pizza from Big D's Pizza. Yeah. Courtesy of Dean Henry over there in Clyde. But last week's how many? How many awards will I hand out this past weekend at uh, the Oakshade Awards Banquet? Realizing so, that you couldn't hand them all out because a few people were, didn't no, show were, were no shows, so they didn't. So the people that showed up or had their junior crew chief pick right. up for them, uh, those counted, and I came up with the number of 87, which uh, puts Ron Miller as uh, last week's in-studio winner with 72. Is that like the first time you've been the in-studio winner? It's been maybe, a while. Maybe. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if this... Uh, this this shouldn't count, but you, can you guess who our online winner was? Pam Hendricks. Close, very Cr- close. Cr- Chrissy. Yes. Oh, Christina Hendricks guessed eighty six, and it was eighty seven. I think so. I could be off by one, so she may be right on. But well, she way. can go visit Dean Henry. There you and go. Get get her pizza. There you go. <laughs> she may have had a little insight into uh, the number of awards. Yeah, though, and, so. and might have had some insight as to who may or may not be there. Yeah, but that's okay. Yes. She won. Yeah. So congratulations to her. Yay. So this week's how many? is uh, because I'm running out of things where we're not having too many races going on or can guess how many stuff, um, is uh, how many uh, minutes will tonight's show go? Really? Yes. Oh. Taking my, is that my makeup? She's stealing stuff, Scott. Is that my makeup? Oh, my gosh. Hey, we could have Megan Mick on the show. This would be a... We, we can't afford Megan Mick. It's okay. Too high price? Yeah. yeah. Well, he destroyed those already. Uh, I got I got angry with him. No, no big deal. Don't piss him off. <laughs> Bad things happen. So uh, the reason we're doing this at the beginning of the show is how many uh, minutes is tonight's show going to be? Last week we went a little long because we had uh, we had Brian Liskey in the studio and uh, had a good time. Yeah, good good show last week. And we have a lot of guests tonight, so I'm not really sure how far we're going. Usually it's about right around an hour, but uh, in minutes, go ahead and put your guests in. Uh, online and uh, whoever's closest uh, will get that Big D's pizza courtesy of Dean Henry. And uh, so we've got three de- three guests from Flat Rock plus Rusty Schlenk. Yeah. Plus as much as you and I want to ramble on. Yeah. Well, we're pretty much done rambling in about four minutes when uh, we talk to Frank. So. Oh, we can find things to ramble. Oh, I got about. plenty still. Yeah, I know you yeah, do. Yeah. So let's yeah. uh, let's go ahead, Kathy. You, you want to guess uh, how many minutes we're going to go tonight? Forty-six. Forty-six. We haven't been under an hour in like forever. No. You want a second guess? Yeah, yeah that's not really a good guess. <laughs> Bump that up a little. Bump that up. Yeah. Fifty-eight. Okay. 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 It could happen. What do you got, Ryan? Scott, eighty-three. Hmm. Ooh. You know, and technically, we kind of have control over it. So if I go with eighty-four, <laughs> you can push that magic yeah, button and. I'm not sure I want to go that long, but I'm going to go with 84. So that's my guess. Of course you would. Um, so let's get to a, a little bit of racing news before uh, we talk to Frank Giovanni. Late we already had a little bit of racing oh, news. Or this could be him calling in already. So we'll get to the racing news here in just a minute. Let's uh, check the Hammerdown Racing phone line. Hotline. Hammerdown Racing Report, who's this? Hi, Scott. This is Frank Giovanni calling. How are you? Hey, Frank, we're on the air. I'm here with uh, Rock. Ron Miller, Kathy uh, in the studio with us as well. How's it going? Hey, Ron. Good, good. How are you? Wow, everybody's great here, man. 
wishing it was summer so we could go race, but uh, yeah. Congratulations! Congratulations on a great season. Yeah, I appreciate that a lot. Thank you very much. Uh, we had a great season. Actually, I have a special guest with me right now. I have the car owner and good friend Dick Barker is with me on the phone with you. Oh, Dick um, Barker! That- hello. Hello. How are you guys? Wonderful. <laughs> Haven't seen you in about a hundred years, buddy. Oh, it's only been fifty. Don't don't go that far. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, both of us have been around the block a few times. Okay. Well, yeah. Can, we, oh, go ahead. We enjoyed it. You there? Yeah. Okay. We've been around the block, and we enjoyed every lap. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Frank, congratulations uh, on the championship, and uh, I guess I saw you, you just recently got married as well. Yeah, in November, uh, we got married to my longtime girlfriend. We've been together about 12 years. So she supported me through my racing career and seen all the ups and uh, as well as all the downs. So she's a really special part of my life, and we finally uh, sealed the deal in November. So it was a pretty big year for you then. Uh, I'm assuming that the, the marriage was scheduled uh, with before you knew you were going to be the champion this year. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We didn't. We actually missed the the banquet um, for Flat Rock. Uh, we didn't know we had the the wedding scheduled before the banquet was scheduled. Unfortunately, so we did miss that. But um, they brought the trophy to me, so that actually worked out really well. well that's pretty cool because some tracks, uh, if you're not there, you don't get paid. <laughs> we made sure we got paid. All right. <laughs> sure, the car owner yeah. appreciates that too. Yeah, get the money. <laughs> uh, so you're you're a former uh, street stock champ up there, and uh, so how long have you been in the the late model? So I mean, going back uh, overall, I've been racing for over twenty uh, twenty four years now. So I started in quarter midgets, uh, the same place Eric Jones and Brad Kozlowski started in the Oakland uh, MMRA, so the Michigan Midget Racing Association. Um, I did that till I was about 13 years old, and then we moved up to Legend Cars, uh, my family team. We did that for three years, uh, had some success, won some feature events there. Never a championship, but um, then we decided it was to move on to a full-body stock car, and that's how we found Flat Rock Speedway. And it was really just a great match, a uh, great group of people that raced at Flat Rock, a family there. So we really enjoyed our time there. Um, ended up winning the championship, and then that's the, when the opportunity came to run the late model with Dick Barker and Pat Moran. And this has been about five years together, going on the sixth year for 2020. So, I saw you. You said you ran uh, quarter midgets, and I saw uh, doing some prep here. I actually do a little bit of work ahead of time. Uh, that you finished runner-up in the uh, quarter midget dirt nationals back in 2000. Uh, have you? Any other experience racing on dirt? That was my first and only time on dirt besides uh, the legend cars. So uh, I've run on away, uh, silver bullet, um, as well as crystal up in uh, upper part of Michigan. Mm-hmm. And we, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, but unfortunately, that's pretty much as far as the extent of the dirt career uh, that I've had so far. Well, those are pretty well maintained and run tracks, so uh, yeah, that, that's that's impressive. Did did you get to any other uh, any other uh, tracks this past season, or did you just stay at uh, Flat Rock? Well, we had Flat Rock, and then we also ran the Arca Gold Cup Series. Um, okay. That's a combination series between Flat Rock and Toledo. 
Um, so that was some, yeah. So that was able to get some uh, some experience there, and we actually won the Gold Cup championship uh, the past two years. So we were back to back champions, 2017 and 2018. So that that was a huge success, and to follow back up with the track championship at Flat Rock was just the goal for the entire year and the team is so happy that we were able to accomplish it. Dick Barker has always run really well at Toledo. Uh, has he had any input or any help in your career there? Yeah, I can let him uh, elaborate a little bit, but I mean, his experience and how to work that track has been priceless. So anyone that's been there knows uh, it's a very challenging place. You're racing the track a lot of the time. Um, and you have to really know where not to be at that place. That things happen so fast. So, uh, yeah, having his experience, uh, Dick's always in the spotter stand in my ear when we race there. So it, it's, it's really helpful. Which do you have a preference between a Toledo and uh, and Flat Rock? I enjoy Toledo. Um, I enjoy you know being able to open up the car a little bit. You know, be able to use that rattle a lot. Um, I enjoy it. It's just unfortunate a little bit with the car counts that we've had there the last couple of years. We're always looking for more cars to run there. So, um, yeah, I like Toledo. We just need to get the car count up a little bit. And do you see that improving <laughs> at all? I do. I do. I really think ARCA is doing the right things with the rule packages uh, year after year um, to try to get more cars there. I think um, the more uh pristine the the glass city is at the end of the year i think that's going to also draw a really big crowd this year um big car count so we're really hoping that we see uh, a positive trend with that so what happened uh this year where you didn't get the uh gold cup championship for the third year in a row yeah we had some really stuff uh stiff competition brian Buraker, uh he took the championship this year and he did a great job. Uh, a lot of good finishes. Um, just some mechanical issues really is what put us out of it. Um, unfortunately, just didn't have the uh, finishes that we needed at Toledo to, to field deal for the third one. And that's but just... we did end up second. So <laughs> not a complete loss of the, uh, the championship season there, but just a little bit behind uh, to, to take the cup again. That Gold Cup uh, series, that's just a, a few races. That's that's. So, like you said, mechanical issues could put you out since you, you don't really have a chance to catch back up, right? Yeah, that's right. It's a six-race series. So, uh, one DNF or one mechanical issue, uh, and that's pretty much going to wrap it up for you. I mean, you really have to be on your game. you got some really stiff competition, uh, a lot of great cars that make it out to those events. Frank, before we started talking to you, uh we we were discussing uh, the snowball derby. Uh, what are your what are your thoughts on that disqualification? On the disqualification, well, first of all, it was a great race. I mean, the last couple of restarts there were really entertaining for us and everyone to watch. So that part was cool. Uh, the DQ is interesting. So my thoughts on it are the rules are the rules. So we have to follow that, and that's what's going to maintain the sport going forward. So. The rule book says no titanium. You can't have titanium in the car. So it's the driver's and the owner's responsibility to know what equipment is going on a car, and that's pretty much black and white at that point. That cap, that cap on the uh, master cylinder uh, piston or on the on the caliper piston, uh, is that something that's pretty common, or was that really out of the box, outside the box? No, it's not that outside the box. It's not brand new technology or the new new things, new trick out there. It's been used before, so it's not something that's unknown. Um, 
But again, like I said, you have to know what parts are in your car, and if it doesn't meet within the specifications, it, it's all about that. And th- also, and Dick's got a point here, and I'll let him elaborate on it. The cost of racing is just, it's getting out of control, and it's hurting the car count. So maybe the rules are in there for a reason, i.e. cost. So um, that that's a big part of it, too. What, what do you think about that, Dick? Well, I, I just think, you know, when you start using titanium, it's so expensive. And I know they're trying to keep the cost down in in. If you keep the cost down, you're going to raise the car count up, and that's what we're all looking at. I mean, it's so expensive to run these cars nowadays, and when when you have teams that have unlimited funds and and they're running all the titanium stuff, and, and it's hard to run with. So then what happens is people get uh, discouraged, and uh, they start going different ways. So I think there has to be a, a cost factor involved. And I think uh, a lot of the sanctioned bodies are doing that, and you saw that in the Snowball Derby. And uh, I, I'm like Frankie, a rule's a rule. We know we look at the rule book all winter long, and we make sure that if that's a rule, that's what we're doing. So uh, we build the cars to the rules. Now, everybody tries to stretch a rule, and I understand. And I know there's gray areas, and I understand. But what the sanctioning bodies are doing is trying to take those gray areas away and, and make us run the rules so that we can uh, save a little money and uh, be more efficient and, and have a good uh, race series. I've written rules for a lot of classes. Uh, the old sportsman class at Toledo Speedway, I wrote the rules for that. And, and I've found that you're better off telling the racers what they have to run rather than telling them what they can't run. As soon as you tell them they can't run a titanium something or another, they'll come up with some other exotic metal that does the same thing. So you're, you're better off in a rule book telling the racers what they have to use. No, you're exactly right. You know, and, and in, in our division, I mean, you know the teams that are stretching rules, and, and we all, for lack of a better word, we all complain about that because, you know, rules are rules. So those people who are going by the rules are – at a disadvantage if you allow, and you guys know this, if you allow those other teams to get in the gray area and, and, and stretch it too far. So I'm one that's, I'm one that rules the rule. And, and I've always lived by that. And if I can't beat you that way, I got to go back and work on my car and beat you another way. But it's, it's not going to be by cheating a rule. Let's assume that they were running four piston calipers, then there's uh, four calipers on a car, so that's 16 of those little caps. How much do you think those those piston caps would cost? Uh, oh, I don't know. I mean, I, guys, I'm telling you, titanium is a very expensive. Why, and very I know that. Sprint um, car guys use a lot of it, so I, I, I don't know what one of them would cost. Uh, never explored that option. But you know it's very lightweight. Oh yeah. And the whole idea right now is lighten up the cars, put all the weight on the bottom. You know, so we understand that, but we also don't think that uh, that paying that all that big money for that titanium stuff is worth it. No. Well, my understanding with the titanium cap is that titanium doesn't transfer heat, so uh, there, there's a much wider swing before you boil the brake fluid. Right. 
that was kind of made a point, as you can see over social media and everyone trying to evaluate the situation differently. But, yeah, that's what it sounded like the advantage would be, right? So you can run those breaks a little bit harder, a little bit longer, deep into that 300-lap race. So I could see where they have a point that, yeah, it does have a performance and advantage. And I wouldn't disagree with that. But, again, uh, no titanium, that's that's what the rule book says. Yeah, I, I can't imagine weight being a, a big factor with that particular part. But, boy. If if it keeps the heat off of the brake fluid, that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and there's one other storyline out of the uh, out of the snowball derby that I'd like to bring up, and I've been thinking about it over the week. And it's really cool um, as far as late model racing goes. The different manufacturers of the race cars there. I think that's a new emerging uh, battle that hasn't been part of late model racing in a long time. So we talk about the Van Dorn race cars, the Seneca race cars. The Fury race cars, it's really cool um, in this day and age to watch that battle happen. And those manufacturers want to show off their drivers and their teams and show their success. And I think that's something that maybe is not a forefront story at this time, but I think it's really cool um, and a good way to start to develop more people and get more people interested into late model racing. With top-level dirt late models, there are probably a dozen primary manufacturers and and a bunch of... Uh, smaller builders. So, yeah, you're absolutely right on that. Now, back back to the uh, the rules issues. Has there been any drama like there was at the Snowball Derby any time uh, this past uh, summer at uh, Flat Rock at all that you know of? Uh, nothing that comes to mind. Okay. So, I, so. I, think there's, I think there's little things that happen at, at Flat Rock and Toledo. But I'm telling you guys, ARCA stays on top of it as good as any sanctioning body in the state of Michigan. You know, I mean, you can go run uh, Kalamazoo Grand Rapids uh, up at uh, Frankenmuth. The the rules are a little bit more lax. Everybody knows that. We we take advantage more. But you come to ARCA, everybody knows when you roll through the tech barn that they're going to be they're going to be the same with everyone, and they're going to go by the rules. Okay. Uh, we got to kind of move on here, but I got a couple more questions uh, for you, Frank. Uh, plans for uh, next year? Gonna go for the Gold Cup uh, Championship and Flat Rock Championship again? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's always the main goal is win championships. But if we can win a few races along the way, of course, we want to do that. So we do plan on running the full ARCA uh, schedule as far as the Gold Cup and the full Flat Rock uh, track championship schedule. Usually it's comprised around 11 or 12 races at Flat Rock and then the six-race uh, six series of the Gold Cup. Okay. Uh, final, final question for you, and this, uh, this involves uh, all the track champions at, at Flat Rock. Uh, we've been asking this uh, of all of our uh, track champion here, here we Here we go. This, this one's off the wall. So... Uh, who would win in a race of equally prepared big wheels, you, Dennis, or Greg? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take me on that. I'm going to put myself on a little pedestal right now. I, okay. I think, I think I'll, I'm going to win the big wheel race. Okay. I'll accept that. Any reason why? <laughs> uh, well, Just because he handles better. <laughs> let's, see, let's, let's make it happen, and then we'll, we'll we can stop the talking, and we'll see when the big wheel race. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to work on this. I know we had Brian Liskai, uh seemed to be a little interested in that. We had our, yeah. friend, our uh, Attica champions last week. So we'll, we'll see what we can do. We need to see if we can dig up some adult-sized big wheels, Scott. No, no, they got to be kids' big wheels because no, no, that would be no. even more fun no, to watch. No, no, no. <laughs> well, 
Well, Frank, uh, congr- hey, congratulations on the championship season, and uh, thanks uh, to both of you guys uh, for your time tonight. Dick Barker, great talking with you. Yeah, great talking with you. Thanks, guys. I love your show. Appreciate it. Yeah, th- thanks for having us on. If I could, just a few people I want to thank. Uh, oh, please. Yeah, Moran Automotive for always giving us, you know, the support and the equipment that we need to do what we all love, um, and supporting the series overall. We can't do it without them. I also want to thank 4th Street Auto. I uh, also want to thank JV Auto, who support us throughout the year, um, McQuaid Electric, and Painter Supply and Equipment, who really make our hot rods look great. Um, you can see some of the pictures online at my website or on our Facebook or Twitter accounts. Just follow us throughout the season, and uh, we'd be happy to share our experience with you. All right. Well, hopefully uh, we can do this again next year then. Yeah, let's plan that. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, appreciate it. Dick Barker, Frank Giovanni, thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Champion there of uh, Fly Rock Speedway in the late model and uh, car owners as well. Yeah. Who apparently you know? Yes. Very well? Yes. Okay. Do you any work for him? No. No? Nope. Nope. Just Not. back from our our pavement days when we were servicing Flat Rock in Toledo and um, j- just a great group of guys. Hello, Saver. Whether you're saving for that trip to the tropics or saving for an emergency, now is the time to take advantage of Wells Fargo's savings options. Wells Fargo offers savings accounts that can help you save towards your goals. So, what are you saving for? Visit a Wells Fargo branch or wellsfargo.com backslash save to open a savings account today. Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Member FDIC. Okay. How did uh, your Black Friday sale go for uh, Ron Miller race cars? Oh, uh, the shop is full. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> I'm waiting in line, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you will have a truck to take your car to uh-huh. okay. the Hangover Race at Sandusky, Scott. All right. For I, sure. I did put outlets in my uh, garage finally, so now I have power in the garage. Ooh, baby. I still haven't touched my car since the last How, how about heat? There ain't no heat. No. I don't even have lights. That's oh. the next step. I'm oh, working on that. Outlets, well. Yeah. First, I had to get power. Now we'll get lights. All right. Um, you want to talk about uh, Ron Miller Race Cars, and I will uh, pull up uh, Greg Stude here on the phone. Sure. Yeah. Ron Miller Race Cars, huh? Yeah. That, that, that one place, they do stuff. Yeah. You just got to remember that uh, Christmas is just a couple of weeks away, and uh, if you can't think of anything else, uh, a gift certificate from Ron Miller Race Cars is one size fits Please all. consult your directory and call again. Oh, Scott, you did it again. I don't know what I did. Oh. Sorry, I interrupted your uh, your commercial there. Right, yeah. Okay. You derailed my train. Okay, I think I'm good now. You think you're good? I think so. I got the area code. Oh, okay. But a gift certificate, one size fits all. If uh, if you've got a bomber f- family member, we've uh, we've got some tires in stock. And my set, name for the hangover. set of four tires under the Christmas tree would look really good. Hi, is this Greg? Yeah, this is Greg. How's it going? Pretty good. Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, Kathy here from the Hammer Down Racing Report. And uh, I want to start off by saying congratulations uh, on another championship. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. They're, uh, they're all hard to get, so each one of them special. Well, you made history, uh, I guess, a, a few years ago by becoming the first person at uh, Flat Rock to win in all three classes, right? The late model figure eight and street stocks. Yeah, that's correct. We, uh, you know, if you hang out long enough and get enough good opportunities, uh, you can cash in on some of them. But yeah, we uh, 
So we got the street stock uh, and moved to the street stock division to uh, try to get the third championship. Uh, and we did that in 2016. That's how we ended up in, in that division. So how many years have you been racing? Uh, I started uh, when I turned 16, which doesn't sound young now, but back in the mid-90s, I was still young. Uh, started off in enduro class and then started racing full-time at Flat Rock in the figure eight division in 97. How long so, has the Stute family been racing at Flat Rock? <laughs> oh, I think my geez, parents uh, were dating when Bob was uh, racing and winning. Well, to this year here, we've had, uh, there's either me or my dad have ran for points at Flat Rock. I believe he said in 65, because uh, he got drafted and uh, came back from the Army in 65 and started racing full time. Uh, so we've. Go ahead. Oh, no, okay. So uh, yeah, we've been down there a lifetime or three. A lifetime or three. Yeah, I can pretty much relate. <laughs> yeah, I bet you can. <laughs> wow, yeah. Yeah. About the same year. Talking that actually one year before that, but we're speaking with counting street stock a main champion of Flyrex Speedway, Greg Stude, uh, father, a uh, longtime figure eight rate. Did he run anything other than figure eights, Bob Stude? Uh, yeah, he ran uh, he ran some street stocks. I drove for a couple of different car owners, and then had a couple of his own over the years. Uh, and then run some sportsmen at uh, Spartan Speedway for a handful of years, but primarily figure eight. I think never I ran any super late model or anything past that i think i i saw he's the uh, winningest uh, figure eight driver there at flat rock in the history yeah yeah he's got uh 115 wins and like wow. 12 or 13 championships that's that's flat pretty rock amazing that is impressive <laughs> well i'll tell you what just being able to work beside him uh i mean with obviously without all his guidance and his knowledge there's no way i have any success uh but I can tell you how it's done. He just he he outworks everybody. I mean, besides the fact he's a phenomenal race car driver, but uh, he, he's never been outworked. Tell us about your car, your team, uh, and that street stock division at Flat Rock has come a long way from it's what it was originally envisioned. Uh, tell us about your car and how you got there. Well, yeah, the uh, yeah the division is a phenomenal division. We have. Full car counts every week, which, you know, in this day and age is really saying something, you know, to draw 30-plus cars every week for a division. Uh, and there are uh, their stock frame chassis from the front spring to rear spring, uh, you know, 2,900-pound weight limit. Uh, you can run crate motor or a built motor, but no pop-up piston. You know, they got us restricted two-inch exhaust, two-barrel carburetor. Uh, they're more than what you would think a street stock is. They're probably closer to uh a pro stock or a sportsman minus a tube front end. Right. Uh, you know, Ron probably remembers what the, the old pro stock division where it was just tube chassis stock front end. That's basically what they are. Uh, but they're, they're, they're racy, sporty cars. You know, they're, they're full-blown race cars. There's not much stock about them. How, do, how does uh, this year's championship uh, stack up to all the other championships you got? I mean, does it mean as much as the other ones? Or Well, absolutely. I mean, we've, uh, we've put a lot of work and a lot of effort. You know, it's to run for a championship and do it right. You know, it's three, four days a week in the garage. So each one of them special. You know, each, you know, if you're gonna that time in and you want to get the result, you know, you you miss out on a lot of other things. You know, really dedicating yourself like that. Uh, so you know, if you're gonna put the time in, of course, they're they're definitely special. Uh, we had a phenomenal year this year. Uh, won three races. Won our biggest race of the year. Uh, only finished outside the top five one time. That was a sixth place finish. Uh, so the car is real dependable, you know. Dad makes sure he builds them good and strong in case we get any mix up. We can keep running. 
and uh, everything just fell in place perfectly this year. Speaking of, of your dad, how how involved is he in a in a week to week with the working on the car? I mean, is he putting more time in it than you, or are you doing it? I mean, how much well, how much is he involved? He, he, he's heavily involved. He puts in more hours in the garage than I do. He's uh, he's been retired for from you know from his nine to five for almost twenty years now, and, this, and he loves racing. He, he was a race fan, and he loves. Loves tinkering on them and, and and working on them, and that's why he owns them. And I'm just, you know, I help as much as I can. You know, I do now we're in the street stock stuff. I do a lot of the setup and the preparation, uh, and then he'll do mainly drive train stuff. But he's he's out there tinkering every night. It's his hobby. It's what he loves to do. So, uh, and he owns the cars. And like I said, I'm I'm in a very very fortunate position. I have been my whole career. Been. Uh, been blessed to be around a lot of smart people and be given a lot of opportunities most people would would dream for as far as a short track racer is concerned so now i'm sure but, I, i'm sure he shared a lot of his knowledge uh with you over the years i mean is, is there anything else that uh that he contributes uh from his experience to you at this point or is or have you pretty much tapped out that resource well, <laughs> a resource like that is never tapped out okay. uh it was such it was such a benefit though when I was a young driver just starting. You know, I I always tell people I could learn more about driving a race car sitting at the dinner table with them on a Thursday night than going out there and flailing around for you know a year in the back of the pack. We're talking you know, we're talking with Greg Stute. Um, Greg, tell us a little bit about your sponsors. Uh, I know they're important, and uh, some of the guys that help you with the car. Yeah, absolutely. We. Uh, we have great sponsors, and all our sponsors are friends. You know, great friends that we've met through racing or otherwise that that own great businesses that help us out. Our, our primary sponsor is Apollo Brooch, which uh, the, the owner of that company or founder was Ken Algren Sr. And then, uh, now Ken Algren and uh, his sister Sherry Algren run that company. And Ken Algren was a former racer that me and my dad both raced against for. Many, I was going to say years. that's a name that's been around Flat Rock Speedway for a long time too. Absolutely, yes. He 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 raced there for twenty plus years, uh, so he helps us out a lot. And um, we have uh, Carl's Furniture here in Fly Rock, just a friend of mine I've had for many years. Uh, Budget Tire, Pete Schrake, who owns that, also races part time at the track. He helps a bunch of people out. Uh, and you know, we have GT's. Uh, not, I'm sorry, Wine Town Party Store, which you have to have a party store for a sponsor. <laughs> that, that always helps out. Gotta have something <laughs> to do when you're not party. racing. <laughs> right, you know, you might have some beer left over at the end of the night, so it'll help you get through the week. Uh, but our crew just consists of uh, my dad and my 14-year-old son, Donnie, and uh, Jimmy Clark and Butch Clark, who have been racing with us since the late 80s. Is there going to be a uh, third-generation student racing soon? Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, <laughs> If his mom has anything to do about it, probably not. But uh, he's uh, if, he, if he wants to pursue it when uh, when he gets... To the age, you know, we're not getting crazy Isn't that, isn't that age just two more years? That's when you started. That's when I started. We'll see about it then. Okay. Uh, you know, of course he wants to try it, you know, just like I did when I was a kid. You know, you always, if you grow up around it, you always want to try it. So I'm sure one day down the road we might give it a shot. Has your son done any go-kart racing or just crew chiefing? No. No, just hanging out and, and wrenching and learning and, and being around it. Uh, that's a when and that's important. Out, it is absolutely, and, and he's kind of getting the same treatment I got when his age, when I was his age. You know, 
I was dying to get in a go-kart or anything at 14 years old. I just wanted to race something. You bet. Dad, Dad had two race cars, and he was already working four or five days a week on them, plus going to work and, and putting all his resources into that. So I got shoved in the back burner, which is understandable. So but he, uh, we do a lot of activities. So that means he's big into his bowling, and, and we travel all over the state and do that kind of stuff. Ron likes his bowling, too. Tuesday nights. <laughs> Now you've uh, you've been successful in the late model figure eight, the street stock. Do you have a preference uh, in any of those classes, or do you enjoy them all? Anything with a steering wheel, I prefer. There you go. <laughs> you know, I, I love racing anything. Uh, you know, figure eight is kind of near and dear to me because that's where I cut my teeth and grew up. And and honestly, I believe that division is what what's made me a good race car driver. In any have, kind of car. Do you have to be some level of crazy to be a figure eight driver? You know, I'm not a real crazy, wild person outside the race car, and I don't think I am inside. You know, it, it depends on how you look at the, the event. I mean, if you're trying to win, you're trying to run out front, it's a very calculated and timing-oriented race. You know, it can be crazy, and that's the kind of the fun element of it. You know, when you get 20 <laughs> cars out there and there's lap traffic and intersection. But what it teaches you is to never stop moving your eyes, never stop thinking. And, and great reaction time, which will carry over in any division. Okay. Uh, what are your plans uh, for next year? Are you going to stay in the street stock? Yeah, yeah. We have, uh, we have a figure eight car also. We don't run it full time. Uh, but, you know, we drop in and run, and run some figure eight still. So I don't think I'm going to run for a championship in either division next year. We're just going to, you know, run whatever car we feel like running that night. Sometimes run them both. I, uh, I know I'm going to miss a couple Saturdays this year, which is probably going to kill me. I haven't missed, but maybe. 10 Saturdays in my whole life. But. You know, track promoters don't like to hear that you're not going to be there every week. <laughs> true true story, yeah, but, personal experience. <laughs> I understand that, but you know, how can they miss you if you don't go away? Yeah. Well, sometimes life happens. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. So we got one last question for you here because we gotta we got to move on to Dennis Wisman here in just a little bit. Junior, that is. Yeah. Not senior. We asked this of Frank uh, just a little bit ago, and I don't know if you heard his answer. I'm not going to spoil it if you haven't. But uh, who would you say would win in a race of equally prepared big wheels between you, Frank Giovanni, and Dennis Wisman Jr.? Oh, that's an easy one. I don't know how athletic uh, Frank is, but I am the elder by several years in that deal. So I'm going to say Wisman Jr. would probably take that. <laughs> yep. Uh, Frank that, might have an edge on him, though, because Dennis has got some long legs. Frank's, Frank's a little bit shorter to the ground, so uh, he might be able to get those knees out far enough past the handlebars better. <laughs> Frank, but Frank, I'm taking up the rear of that for sure. Frank was uh, pretty confident in his uh, his big wheel abilities, so he picked himself. His athletic ability, he yeah. said, would carry him through. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, they would both kick my butt, I guarantee you that. <laughs> well, Greg, uh, we appreciate the time, and again, congratulations on another championship there at Flat Rock Speedway. Thank you very much, and I, I enjoyed being with you guys, and uh, have a great show. All right. Hope to talk to you next year right after Thanksgiving. He's not running for a championship. Sure well, he will. Okay. You know what happens. <laughs> you get the first couple of races. Yeah, buddy. You get the first couple of races in, and you're, you've done well. Yeah, you're sucked in. Yeah, if I don't miss opening night, you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Greg Stute, thank you very much, buddy. Thank you very much, gentlemen. All right, bye. All right, bye-bye. Greg Stude, your uh, Street Stock A-Main champion of Flat Rock Speedway. I just got a message from uh, Rusty. He says he's got a guest speaker for us tonight. Really? Well. Yeah. Again, we're going to be checking in with Rusty Slink uh, down at PRI as he prepares for the 
Gateway Dirt Nationals, which is uh, happening in St. Louis next weekend. And he was the winner of the Race of Champions last year. Right. And he was on our show the week before, so he wanted to be on the show again That's to see right. if he can carry that. So since he couldn't be in the studio tonight, yeah. he'll be calling in live from the PRI show. Yeah. So uh, let's get to uh, Dennis Wisman here and before we get to uh, Rusty. So far, I've been doing good on the on the phones here with dialing. Well, you missed up. one, Scott. That was... We that, got to talk to that nasty lady. I don't know what you're talking Please about. Please hang up and try again. Does uh, Dennis know we're calling? We know. He, you told him we're calling. Yeah. Yeah, okay. okay. Uh-oh. Oh. I hear myself. No, I hear yeah. nothing. Actually, Senior said that uh, he would be by the phone, too. Oh. Scott, I jinxed you. Try <laughs> I, again. I think so. Is it going to ring? Little lights. You've got you've got one more number to dial. I did. That's why we this show needs a producer, someone to dial the phone for me. Maybe we could train Kathy to dial the phone. Maybe. I think there's a way to do it from that other room too. We could send her to the other room. Yeah, maybe I didn't dial enough of the last number. <laughs> yeah, that other little room over there behind the, the window that says "poop" on it for some reason. What's well, it's ringing, Hi. Scott. Is this uh, Dennis? Yep. Hey, Dennis. It's Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, Kathy here uh, from the Hammer Down Race Report. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you guys? Good. We miss you on Tuesdays. Yeah, I was, I was there this Tuesday. I was subbing for my dad's team. Oh, all right. <laughs> You're talking bowling. Yeah, I got, my, I got my dad with me tonight. All right. He, he, he said he'd be there. Who's the better bowler? You or your dad? Uh, I, don't, I don't know about that. Yeah. I think I'm getting up there. No, he ain't. <laughs> Who's the better uh, figure eight racer? Uh, uh, the boys. I, I, I might give that to the boy. I'm getting a little old. <laughs> okay. Although I will say that I heard earlier Ron started racing in 64, and I, I feel pretty old, but I was born in 64. Oh, Dennis, <laughs> Dennis, don't start, man. <laughs> <laughs> boy, we're two minutes into the interview, and already I'm getting stabbed. I, I have I don't even know what to say to that. Um, uh, let's start off with saying uh, <laughs> congratulations uh, to uh, Junior there for uh, uh, getting. Uh, this is your first uh, ever track championship, right? Yep, I appreciate it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. How big? Uh, how big was this for you? It was. It was pretty big. Um, it was after five years. It was my fifth year. I mean, I knew it was coming, but I mean, it was it, it was pretty big. Okay. Um, Go ahead. How come? Uh, how come Dad wasn't a champion this year? Uh, I had to step in the boot sometime. I see. <laughs> you uh, you beat him consistently, or or did that wreck early on in the year have something to do with it? Well, I mean, we kind of it was back and forth through the year. He he kind of got me some nights. I kind of got him. We both had mechanical issues some nights. I know he used up a lot of race car uh, one night up there. Oh yes, he did. A couple race cars, a couple motors. That uh, when he uh, caught the wall in turn two, there between one and two. Yeah, I pounded it pretty hard. That was uh, that was pretty bad. Yeah, you know, we got that car back together, and I and I got the checker flag that night with that tour. I saw that. I saw that. It was pretty unbelievable the amount of guys that jumped in and worked on that car, and I mean, it was a mess. Kath- if you, anybody looked at it, and man, it, the radiator wasn't even in the cradle. It was it, we had it uh, ratchet tied on the outside of the front cradle. It was pretty yeah. bad. But. Kathy and I were up there that night, and I said, "Wow, that was a hit." 
So, so I have a question for the for you figure eight guys. Turns one and two, is that different than turns one and two on the oval? Since yeah, you, yeah, they're actually backwards. So your right. turns one and two is actually turn one is actually four, and turn two is actually three. If you're talking the oval, right? Okay, yeah. I got. You. I'm with you now. Now, I, now I can picture it in my head. I was a little confused. And one, well, one and two, the driver's up by the wall. Oh yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. It was four, four, three, one, two. <laughs> um. So, uh, how much of uh, how much uh, how much of an influence uh, this is for Junior has has your dad been on your uh, racing career? It was uh, very big. I wouldn't be in the situation without him. Mine and Greg's situation is totally the same. We would not be in the situation without our dad. He helped me through day in, day out at the garage, at the racetrack. Like Greg said, sitting at the kitchen table anywhere. I just wouldn't be here without him. Now, do you remember the very first time you beat your dad? Yes, I do. It was a Toledo Speedway, and it was the night after it just finished raining. And we were running second and third, and he came out of turn two and actually spun out. And I stayed it straight. It was smooth. It was a wet track, and that was the first night I beat him. So how did the conversation go after the race uh, between you and your dad? Uh, there's a lot of smack talking, you know. <laughs> Anything we can repeat on the air here? I mean, he thought I spun him, but he knew it was all the water. I didn't. I wouldn't spin my dad. Much. Yeah, I could have swore he bumped me a little bit. Has there has <laughs> there has there been has there ever been any uh, on track contact between you two, intentional or oh, not? Oh yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of rubbing. I mean, intentional, not intentional, just just racing. fun, just fun, fun racing. Rubbing is racing, buddy. Having raced with my son, I understand that uh, stuff happens. Yeah, I actually had quite a few racers tell me, they said, man, if your son would race everybody else as hard as he races against you, he'd hardly ever lose. <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> is there is there extra motivation there to beat your dad? Yeah, because I've, I've constantly, through the my whole life, I've, that's the only person I've watched at the track, and I've seen how good he is. And to be the man, you got to beat the man. So you got you got to get up there. How hard is it to uh, to get started the, the first time doing figure eight racing? Because I that's something I've never done. I have no experience in it, and except for on a computer game where I know I'm not going to get hurt or cost a, thousands yeah. of dollars in damage. Yeah, I mean, that reset button helps a yeah, lot. Yeah, it does. <laughs> how how I mean how how was it getting it and starting just uh, doing figure eight racing? I mean, it was. For a normal person, I think it would be definitely scary, but with me growing up watching it every Saturday, mostly every Friday, I jumped in there. I, I mean, there was some temptation, and I was scared, but, I mean, I, I was ready for it, and I knew what to do, when to do it, because I've, I've always watched my whole life. And I'm, I'm sure you got a lot of coaching there from Dad, too, right? Yes, a lot. We talked to Drake. Yeah, I've got, I've, Go ahead. I've got boxes and boxes full of videotapes, and before he ever started racing, he used, I used to walk in his room, and he'd be sitting there just studying those tapes, and myself, my brother David, my brother John, everybody racing, and I mean, he, he could pretty much tell you anything that happened in them videos before he even got in a race car, so. so That's how, important. How many years uh, yeah. have, have you been running, Junior? Uh, this was my fifth year. Uh, next year would be my sixth. Okay. Early on, we talked with Frank Giovanni. We talked with Greg Stude about uh, sponsors and uh, crew people that help you. Tell us about yours. Well, my sponsors, I got um, a portable transmission, Royal Truck and Trailer with uh, Carl Bumgarner. He helps a lot. 
uh, Mark's Toy Box, Weapon Chiropractic, uh, JT Motorsports. We got um, Elite Property Service and Construction, and there's a lot of people that come to the track every year or every week. Uh, Jeff Minnick. We got my Uncle Joey, Rich, Rich Lee, Mindy Lee, uh, my girlfriend and my mom. They're there to support. We got just my whole family, and there's a lot of people at the track that we help, and they help, and they put in a lot of support. And without all the friends at the track, we probably wouldn't be here, too, and all the family and everything. Between uh, car owners and sponsors and, and crew, there's just an awful lot of experience there. A lot of names that you shot shot out that uh, have have spent a long time in racing. Yeah, I'm, I'm blessed to be around all these people with all the support. And, I mean, in the winter time when there's no, no racing whatsoever, I'm still getting tips from these guys. and it's, it's all building in the back of my head. Are you still watching tapes? Oh, yeah, every night. <laughs> We, we just had our we just had our racing tape watching party last Saturday. Nice. <laughs> uh, what are the plans uh, for next year? Are you gonna def- try to go for uh, two championships in a row? Yep, that's that's my plan. Go out there and be uh, better than last year. I definitely want some more feature wins, heat race wins, maybe more fast qualifiers. Just be better than last year. What about Dad? Is he going to be uh, chasing you, or are you going to be chasing him? I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna hang it up, Ryan, and just be a crew chief, buddy. I'm, I, I think I've had enough. Wait, he, wait, is this a big he, retirement he, announcement? Could be, could be. Uh, that's. I, I, I think that he would be well better suited with me just helping him and spending more time on one car. Breaking news. So I think that's what we may do. Did you announce that at the banquet or? Uh... No. Okay. Uh, so, so what is it? Breaking news. <laughs> I just want to bow out gracefully, you know. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> well, I know how I know how race car driver retirements go. It usually doesn't stick, but I'll take the breaking yeah, I keep news. That. I keep hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what happens next year. That's my plan. My but, my, my car that I drove is sold. So oh, <laughs> and, and there's no way a, you couldn't possibly build another one. Oh, I might be available January 1st if you need me to drive for you. <laughs> <laughs> Overaction, man. I, I hear that a lot. And and it is. It's it's the car. It's not me. I don't know if we could fit you in the car, man. You're a little bit taller. What? Oh. Okay. Listen, listen you, you've seen the size of me compared to Bob Stewart. I drove one of his cars one night, buddy. If you want to drive, you can get in there. I'll bet that was I comfortable. Actually, I I actually have a checker flag picture. I'm holding the flag out the door, and you can see my knees sticking up above the, the door, too. <laughs> nice. Uh, Junior, one last question for you before we uh, have to move on here. Uh, we asked this uh, of all the Flat Rock champions. Who would win in a race of equally prepared big wheels? You, Frank, or Greg? Is there going to be an intersection in this big wheel race? <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. That might make it more more exciting. Let's uh, let's two both two both scenarios, oval and a uh, figure eight. Well, I mean, I'm pretty competitive, so I'm I'm going to say me. Okay, I'm both the oval and the figure eight. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, and you're a few years younger than the other two, so. Uh, yeah, and I got a lot of nieces and nephews running around. I got big wheels all in the backyard. I ride, I ride them every day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, 
Uh, congratulations again on uh, winning that first championship, and uh, here's to many more for you uh, in the future, and good luck next year. Dennis Wisman, Jr. and Sr. Sr., we expect to see you on a race car next year. Ah, it's good <laughs> talking to you guys. We'll see you, Scott, and I'll see you Tuesday, Ron. Yes, you will, buddy. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks, right. Dennis. Thanks, guys. Dennis Wisman, the Dennis Wismans. Yeah. Junior and senior. Great there. people. Figure eight racers up there. Flat Actually, rock. all the really people good. that we talked to today, super families. Absolutely. Introducing Carvana Value Tracker, where you can track your car's value over time and learn what's driving it. It might make you excited. Whoa, didn't know my car was valued this high. It might make you nervous. Uh-oh, market's flooded. My car's value just dipped 2.3%. It might make you optimistic. Our low mileage is paying off. Our value's up. And it might make you realistic. Mm, car prices haven't gone up in a couple weeks. Maybe it's time to sell. But it will definitely make you an expert on your car's value. Carvana Value Tracker. Visit Carvana.com to start tracking your car's value today. And uh, we got one more uh, to get to still. Yeah. yeah. For- we get to show, and we still have some news to go to go over here. That that dirt track guy's over at yeah, he said in uh, Indianapolis. He said he had a. Uh, he said I've got a guest speaker for you tonight. Well, call up. Let's see I'm who not it sure is. Who it is? So, uh, okay. Did I write down his number? I don't know if I put him on my list. Oh yeah, I got his number. Okay. One. Whoops. Yeah. Oh, I got to dial nine first. That's an issue. I'm going to dial somebody's extension here. That's probably why it didn't work before. Do I need him? One. I don't know if. We're going to go without the uh, one. I don't think he's long distance. No. Uh, 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 one. It is quite a ways over to Indy, though. It is, but... Uh, and it's dial or it's ringing. Hello. Hey, is this Rusty? This is Rusty. <laughs> I recognize that voice. It's Hammer, uh, <laughs> Ron Miller, Kathy here, Hammer Down Race Report. How's it going? Oh, not bad. How's it going? Wonderful. I, I'm... Three for four for four on uh, three for wait one two no four for four on about, dialing the I right number. I thought about ignoring you for the first call. Just to mess with your record there. Probably would mess with me. Tell us about the PRI show real quick. Uh, well, I haven't seen much of it. I've been in the booth all day answering questions. So um, we didn't. Uh, I've only have only been to three or four booths other than other than Landrum's where we've got the car. So, so what kind I'll of questions you've been more walking around? What kind of oh, questions you've been everything. feeling? Well, I mean, obviously we got uh, we got the the am I still in Rayburns? Am I building chassis? Why in the heck is there a Longhorn in my booth? You know the. <laughs> okay, <laughs> how how about you answer all of those questions for us, and then we'll move on. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, we still have Rayburns. Yes, I am building my own car. Um, we ran it the last couple of weeks. Plan on running it at the dome. Uh, it's been very successful, from what I saw. Uh, yeah. Now you're yeah. going to put the it big motor the, in it for the dome, right? Yeah. Not yeah, the crate we're motor. Take the crate motor up. <laughs> okay. No 604 at the dome. <laughs> but and and then the Longhorns in the booth. That's that's Tyler, my car owner. That's his car. Uh, it's about the only car we had that was PRI worthy to uh, that wasn't all beat up to put in the booth. So that's that's what we got in the booth. All right. So any we'll, thoughts of racing that car? Uh, yeah. Well, we'll probably play around with it a little bit. Um, I don't know how much. Well, I'm sure we'll play with it a little bit. We've got it. We might as well test it and see if we can learn anything. Very good. Uh, we, we might take it to Eldora and some of the bigger races next year and try it out. So what's the plan uh, for this year's Gateway Dirt Nationals, which is uh, one week from tonight, I believe it starts. Well, the plan is to win. That's why we had to come on the radio yeah. show. Yeah, so we understand that. Really good, so. 
Well, you won the uh, race of champions last year. Uh, what was what's the criteria for even to qualifying for that race? Um. Well, I, it's gone this year. They don't even have it? it this year, so yeah, they got rid of it. But um, no, I it was just uh, champions from uh, past past races at the Dome. Uh, champions from all the, the series. series, UMP, Lucas Oil, World of Outlaws. Um, ethanol, all the all the major traveling series around the country, um, regional tra- traveling series, national. They all they all got to be into that in that race. I think there was fifteen or sixteen cars in it, something like that. So, uh, other than the, the race of champions, how uh, did you fare last year's uh, dirt nationals? Uh, luck, luck kind of bit us in the in the butt. Um, we ran good, we qualified decent, and uh, ran decent in the heat race and. Um, started. I think we started ninth in the prelim feature, which was pretty respectable. They were taking the top six, and we got we got caught up a little bit. Billy Moyer Jr. Uh, first lap of the race hit a hit a tire and folded his nose under, and I got stuck behind him for four or five laps. And by the time I was I got around him, I was back in fifteenth or sixteenth. So had to start in the back of a heat race the next night and missed the show by a couple cars. Is it hard to pass on on that little track? Um, yeah. I, I shouldn't say hard to pass. It's actually pretty racy. It's just uh, it, it takes it takes a few laps longer to pass there than a normal track. You've got to you really got to kind of set them up and and figure out where they're going to mess up. It's it's not just a place where you can step out of line and drive around somebody. You got to work at it for a couple laps. But it's not like a normal. I mean, it's not it's not a normal big racetrack where you can move around like Oak Shade, where it's got three four lanes you can move around. It's but it's not a it's not a rubbered up one lane track either. We're on like we're. we're uh, you don't have to just run around the bottom and follow somebody. You can you can move out of line and move around. It's just be careful because it's really small. <laughs> now I'm assuming there's a lot of uh, rubbing is racing going on since it is such tight quarters, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You, if you're gonna if you're gonna get mad about somebody wrinkling your quarter panel, that's not the place for you to race. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you said you're bringing one of your new chassis down there to run one of the yep, ones. You... Yep, the new the new domination chassis um, that we. Uh, We've only got one in existence so far. We just got done with it a few weeks ago, and um, we went down south and tested it. We were going to run our Rayburn car at the Dome, uh, the one we've been running the last couple of years that we ran so good with. Uh, we're going to take that. But we, um, after running my new car down there, uh, I just uh, it, it was so good. It was so good right out of the box. We just decided to, to wait a couple of weeks and put a put a super motor in it and take it to the dome. I'm pretty excited about it. Did you get it painted yet? I, I heard that it was no, so it's new you didn't. Fair. It's got to it's got to come back off of the it's got to <laughs> come back apart after the race and go back on the jig so I can finish uh finish up the jig and uh start building race cars. So no, it, there's no paint on it. It's bare. Have oh. we taken any orders yet for new uh, for yeah, new got, domination we got, cars? We, yeah, we got four of them on order. We've been telling them we're not we're not building any right now. We're going to our, our goal is February 1st. We should be up and running and building stuff. So, um, hoping by uh, end of February we can have our first roller done, and then we'll uh, we'll go from there. Now, I, I saw somewhere, I, I think probably on social media, that uh, that you may be changing your number back. Is is this uh, does this rumor have any substance to it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we're gonna go back to to ninety one. Um, that's the plan anyway. Uh, at least we're gonna one of the cars, Tyler's car is gonna, it'll stay with the big one. It's got a nine in front of it, so it's uh, a little nine. But yeah, I think my my personal car will go back to ninety one, and uh, Tyler's car will it'll be a a big one with a little nine in front of it. Same color scheme uh, that we're familiar with, at least. Uh... Pretty cl- pretty close. Okay. Yeah, pretty close. There's uh, we got pictures of the new car on 
on all of our social media stuff uh, on Facebook. So uh, pictures at the at the PRI show, but it's pretty cool. It's it's real similar to last year's. All right. Well, we wish you luck at uh, the Gateway Dirt Nationals next year, and also uh, on next, year, next week. Next, yeah, next week. Well, it's almost next year. It's close. Yeah, it was a couple weeks. Next week, uh, and also uh, we wish you the best uh, on uh, this new uh, chassis that uh, well, domination race cars. Real oh, quick, thank you. I, real, I appreciate it. Real quick, Rusty. Everybody's asking, what are your plans for next year? Um, same old stuff. Uh, we're gonna pretty much stick around home. That that merit deal sounds pretty good. Um, merit and Tri City put a pretty good points fund together for a uh, ten race deal they got going on. So. We might entertain that a little bit. Um, other than that, just run the UMP stuff and uh, local and regional stuff. Well, and both of those tracks are going to be UMP next year, so that kind of plays into your program anyway. Yes, yes, yes. I'm glad. I've Tri City is a pretty cool track, so I'm excited to race there. Yeah. Uh, hey, no, before, some... we go, before we go, I got to put somebody on the phone. Oh, that's right. You said you had a guest speaker. Who do we have? Uh, you, you'll have to figure it out. Here he is. Well, that narrows it down. It's a he. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Who, who have we I got? Just saw your, I just saw your picture, Ron Miller. What? I just uh, I just saw your picture on a telephone here. Really? I think it's somebody looked like you, but it's probably pretty uh, scary. Yeah. Well, you know what you <laughs> you never see grass on a busy street. That's it. <laughs> so so. Uh, what are you doing associating with, with Rusty? I mean, I thought you had more class uh, than that, CJ. Ah, uh, he's my buddy, and he's just been great for me. And, uh, uh, we just got where we just couldn't build race cars. I, hell, I'm 100 years old. <laughs> Not quite. No, I think Ron's 100 years old. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but... Uh, no, we just down here visiting, enjoying. And I'm on his side, whatever he does. You know what? If he run off the edge of the world, I'd be right beside of him. So he's building these. He's building these cars now. Um, yeah. Is is he asking you for any input? Well, I'll do anything I can to help him. And uh, and, and you know. Uh, He's done a lot of my stuff on the car, which makes me feel good. Uh, so is a few other people. Well, he's still got the bars running in the wrong direction, so that's got to feel good. <laughs> Ron Miller. <laughs> Ron Miller. Ron Miller. I've been sitting here talking to two or three people and always helped you will real high up for your intelligence. <laughs> Why don't you sit down and look at them damn bars and see which way they need to go? Oh, I, I get to look at them every I, week. Um, hey, hey I've done that stuff by accident in a week or moment. And then, the, you know, we run in cars about five or six months, and then we turned around and built a watch like each car, and that was it. That was a good car. But, hell, I can't outrun anybody. No, CJ, still, CJ, you'd probably be real, real happy to hear that uh, my kid leaned on Rusty and uh, took one of my cars and ran the bars on his car in the wrong direction, and uh, I, the kid ran really well. I think. Well, you, know, you know, evidently, your kid is like my kid. He's smarter than I am. <laughs> oh Lord, don't tell him that, <laughs> CJ. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, 
gone off the rails. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to race this year? Yes, sir. Of course you are. I I, I told them at the banquet. Now, now CJ, you got to understand. I have been at Oakshade Raceway every Saturday night for thirty-five years, and my car number is thirty-five. And I told them I think that's it. Um, unless you see me with a number 36 on my car next year, figure yeah. that I, I'm not going to be doing every Saturday. We've got that outlaw car and, and, you know, sideboards, and you've had plenty of experience with those. And uh, I really enjoy running those, and uh, I, I think we're going to hit a half a dozen or so of those. Like I said, I've, I've got an outlaw car, and I ran it one time last year. and that, that Yeah, that's a lot of fun. I mean, what you I, know. Uh, if you can, if you can, you know, run fast. I run up there. I love, I love that uh, Toledo track. Oh, that was fun watching you there. Well, they throwed beer cans, pop bottles, <laughs> beer bottles. I even saw a jar of Limburger cheese come out and bounce <laughs> off the hood one. Uh, Jim McCune Sr. Jim McCune Sr. is a good friend of ours and he used to win real frequently uh with his super modified at, or, or modified at uh, Fremont Speedway and uh, he could tell when the when the fans were really pissed at him because they were throwing full cans of beer. Oh yeah, I never got any of them. <laughs> uh, but uh, and I didn't even want that Limburger cheese. <laughs> kind of stinky. <laughs> Oh, I had fun, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I enjoyed it so much. And, uh, you know, they'd enjoy me coming up there. You know, that guy told me once, you know, I pull in there and nobody in the pits. and you go start the races, and they'd start coming in. By the time the feature would start, the damn place was full. And I know Sonny Adams, he. He got on the radio when I would be there, and he said, Raver, you saved my day again. That made me feel good. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> but I enjoyed racing and everything, and I enjoyed the little deal where we done the alcohol and the, the uh, 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 what was this stuff we put with alcohol mixed with gasoline? Uh, was it toluene? I, I forget what no. we had, but yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I never did understand, before. CJ, what you had that stuff in your trailer for anyway. Some people said that they used to use it for treating tires, but I never never that thought that was you. Been. No, they, I got that a 55-gallon drum. <laughs> <laughs> No, it wasn't toluene. It was name some chemicals. Yeah. Whoops. Well, anyway, uh, that was back when I did that kind of stuff. Now I just go to the gas pump and. Well, yeah, you can just put the E85 in. It works better. Yeah. Uh, but Moyer still does that, I think. Yeah. Oh uh, God, I can't think of that stuff. All right. Before I forget, there's a, a Run What You Brung show down uh, southern Georgia or northern Florida next November, Ten grand to yeah. win. How about you put a car together and we'll go have some fun? He said he's not doing that anymore. I've been trying not to do that. He could do a Run <laughs> What You Brung show. Those are fun, Scott. Okay. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm having a little fun racing. These guys here, I'm watching them and 
uh, they do an awful good job. So just because uh, you're not going to but be... Now, I, I didn't say they was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that kid that's sitting next to you right now is a little hard-headed sometimes. And... Well, that was my next word. They are a little hard-headed. <laughs> But uh, they do good. I guess I'd probably follow them. If a guy was behind me trying to chop my toes off, I'd probably help him. Uh, But uh, they're good. I'm looking forward to them. And there's some stuff that I'd see I'd like for him to try. And I know as soon as he tries, it'll be good. But uh, I don't know. But... Uh, CJ, CJ, for about. years and years, everybody's looked at your rear suspension uh, and, and thought that it was a little different. I, I don't think very many people understood how far advanced your front suspension and your geometry was. And it's just n- recently yeah. the guys are figuring that out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's got a good reputation. Uh, and, you know, and I respect that you know we like to be see we'd rather be famous as rich yeah okay (laughs) but uh, but it does have a good reputation i see some things in it that might be a little bit better you're not going to make it a whole lot better and um i don't know why they i don't know why they drive better hell i just copied a, a 66 forward Yes, you know, sir. It's just a ninety. It's just a good, clean ninety-degree front end. And uh, but I, there's some other things there that I want to look into, and uh, I'll keep an eye on these guys here if they have problems. You know, it, you know, you can about figure out anything, and uh, but I'm behind them a hundred percent. So you're still involved in in things. You're not totally. You're not getting out. No, no, I'll, I'll be in it after I die. <laughs> I'm sure you will. <laughs> but but you know what? I don't want to do, I don't want to put up with customers. Well, I won't say that. I don't want to put up with employees and worry about them. And right now, you know, it's hard to find good help. And, and I, I don't want to do that. I've got a lot of surplus stuff that we're trying to get rid of. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not going to slack off on my engine department. It's really, I got a real good engine department and, and uh, all that stuff there. But there's a lot of cleaning up that needs to be done on the chassis. And, uh, you know, we may try to do that. I don't know as I'll ever build another car, but if I could get some of these hard headed kids in here and uh, show them what this does and what that does. But, you know, I don't know why anybody don't sit down, especially you, could sit down and look at the watch linkage and look at the four bar. Oh, I look at them. And how in the hell a four bar runs as good as it did. But, like I say, uh, that thing is 34 years old, and you've had uh, 20,000 people, you know, engineering on it, so they've got to have it down pretty fast. CJ, we got to get going. Uh, we've got some okay. more stuff to cover on the show, but uh, man, it was good talking to you. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, we weren't weren't okay. expecting that. Uh, very nice. Yeah. Legendary uh, C.J. Rayburn. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Ron, and we thank you a whole lot. And uh, I'll take care of this boy down here. Yeah, please do. He needs a lot of help. So, uh, so you better help that kid that's got them watch linkage on his car, because that's the only choice you got. CJ, that's I'm telling you, he ran he ran really well the last half of the year after after he and Rusty uh, worked together. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Well, okay, Ron, uh, just don't get old on us. No, I I refuse to. He's eternally young. <laughs> Okay, I'll get out of here and let you get back to business. All right, tell Rusty he's got to get a win next week at uh, the Gateway Dirt Nationals for us, too. Well, we're sitting here betting on him, and uh, uh, hopefully will. He's uh, he's getting better, too. He's a good racer, has yeah. been forever. Oh, I know it. What, what, do, you, yeah. what do you think of uh, his uh, new domination uh, race cars? You know... Uh, he said it was just everything was about the same there. He had uh, done some stuff, you know, down around the the back of it where it bolts on. That's probably a real good idea. And then he tweaked a couple little things on it because the car, I, I believe the car's running better than his other car. And... Uh, that he went down south there and uh, done real good. I saw some videos yeah. of his race down there, and he looked real good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to talk to him about tar sealing up here in a few minutes. Oh, no. <laughs> I've been around 100 years, you know. <laughs> okay. CJ's gr- great talking with you, my friend. Okay. All righty. Thank you. Bye. 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 CJ Reborn. Are we coming back to Rusty, or are we hanging up here? I'm here. Oh, oh okay. There's Rusty. I wasn't, wasn't sure if we were hanging up or not. Boy, you darn near pushed that button, Scott. I almost did. <laughs> well, I was I was just telling CJ to tell you, and I guess we'll just tell you directly, you better get a win then uh, for us next week at uh, That's Gateway. That's plan. We're, we're That's expecting plan. nothing less. <laughs> All right, deal. All right. Thanks, Rusty, and uh, yep. uh, good luck. Uh, we'll have to, we'll get, have to get a full... Uh, recap after the first of the year because next Tuesday Sounds good. Thursday is our last show. So happy holidays to you too. All right, you guys too. Happy holidays. Thanks for having us on. Yes, All right, sir. thanks, Rusty. All right, bye, bye. Well, Rusty Schlenk and uh, CJ Reaper there. <laughs> All right, you never well, know what's going to happen. When you said there was going to be a special guest, I I I, I should have thought of that. I, I guess I didn't. I didn't put those dots together. Um. Well, I only have a couple other things to to get to here before we wrap up the show, but I want to make sure that I win our how many, which uh, was how long, how many minutes uh, the show was going to go tonight. Did you go one, one more so, than me or one less? I went eighty four, and I think we are uh, yeah we're approaching eighty in about two minutes. So, um, some other uh, notes here: twenty twenty schedules are, are starting to come out for all the the different series. Uh, World of Outlaw NAS Energy Drink Series have released theirs uh, with more than eighty races in twenty four states. There's going to be six stops at Eldora. Uh, that includes wow. the King, King's Royal and part of the Four Crown Weekend. Uh, Attica is going to be hosting World of Outlaw race. The Brad Doty Classic will be July 14th. And uh, as uh, Brian Liskay uh, indicated last week, that uh, Eldora has picked up uh, another that Wednesday following right. the Brad Doty Classic. So there's, no, there's to... no rain date now right, for the Doty Classic. So they'll, they'll do what they did uh, this past year. It'll become an all-star event 
uh, Labor Day weekend or whenever that race is. Should it happen? To Should run. it happen? Hopefully it won't. Though. But it's not gonna. It's not gonna. Yeah. Uh, the World Valley Morton uh, Building's late model, late model uh, 2020 schedule was also announced. No Michigan dates in a uh, few Ohio races on that schedule, including uh, Brush Creek uh, Motorsports Complex, Muller Raceway Park, Wayne County Speedway, Sharon Speedway. Uh, one event in Indiana at uh, Tri-State Speedway. Um, oh, the 2020 Hell Tour Dirt Car Summer National schedule was announced. I think there's a couple of holes that might get filled in on that, too. There's uh, uh, nothing on July 4th weekend. 29 races in 33 days, starting June 16th at uh, Brownstown Speedway in Indiana and ending, of course, with the annual birthday race at Oakshade Raceway. Oakshade with only one, July date, 18th. one date this year. Yeah, not Saturday. a Friday and Saturday. Uh, the three races leading up to the finale are all in Michigan, with uh, Butler being one of the new tracks. I saw that. Busy. That's going to be a Wednesday night show, that Wednesday before July 18th. Well, I didn't write the date down. Whatever that Wednesday is. Uh, then Thunderbird on Thursday, and then Tri-City on Friday. And I saw on their schedule there's a little uh, inconsistency here. That's Tri-City up in Michigan. There's a Tri-City in in, 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 in Illinois. Or Illinois, that's what it is, and that's what they have listed on their schedule there. If you actually go to the UMP, uh, not as of late tonight, as of this afternoon. Okay, it's at Granite City, or, yeah, Granite City, City, Illinois. Yeah, about five, about five thirty tonight. It was they fixed it. it, it, it they got Michigan. the right. Yes, if tracks would become or come up with individual names. Like the Burt and Ernie Raceway, you know, there's yeah. probably not another Burt and Ernie Raceway, but. Yeah. yeah. So you you forgot City to mention up in Michigan used to be Dixie. Yeah, Dixie. Yeah. There used to be. Yeah. Uh, is Auto City still up there? Was that? Yeah. Yeah. I think okay. so. Anyways, so uh, that's uh, the schedule. It'll be three Michigan races leading up to Oakshade for and the, Plymouth, Indiana, which is not that far away, uh, starts that week off. Okay. I didn't write down the whole schedule. Uh, did you see this thing about North North uh, Wilkesboro Speedway? It's uh, coming back to life. Sort of. Ish. Ish. It's going that's, to that's live not, on. That's not racing. Thanks in part to Dale Earnhardt Jr. Oh, I forgot to uh, ask uh, Frank Giovanni. I think he's into iRacing, the online racing stuff. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. was uh, spearheading, spearheading an effort to have iRacing, that uh, racing simulation software. It's not a game. It's a game, but it's software. Um to scan the track for their uh, digital racing simulation. Uh, so he was up there cleaning that thing up, I guess, uh, earlier this week. Yeah. And they scanned it. And Dale is Dale Jr. is big into uh, Didn't I see something sim- that simulated racing. If, yeah. they were, if they brought a race back there that he would race there and Jimmy Johnson would also race there, come out of retirement yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, another note from uh, this uh, past weekend's Snowball Derby deal, uh, Justin Bonnet, grandson of the late Neil Bonnet, was in a fiery crash. Uh, it sent him to the hospital with broken bones in his legs and burns to his hands, face, and neck. He underwent surgery Sunday morning, was moved out of the ICU uh, earlier this week, and then I guess underwent a couple of additional surgeries uh, for the burns and uh, for his broken leg uh, yesterday. Yeah. It, uh, Sounds like he's got a, a little, I don't know a little if ways to go for I, a recovery. I don't know if that. you saw any videos, but it was just a horrendous crash. Yeah. And he was a victim of some somebody else. Nowhere to go. Right. Uh, Tony Stewart has acquired the uh, UMRA King of uh, TQ Midget Racing Series. He's rebranded it as the All-Star Racing of Champions TK, T, 
TQ midgets. Yep, three-quarter midgets. Uh, TRD, uh, Toyota Racing Development, is in uh, the design phase of developing a sprint car engine to meet World of uh, Outlaw regulations, uh, hoping to have that ready by 2020 following Ooh. in uh, Tony Stewart's uh, Ford well, if, if they have a sprint car engine, how big of a stretch would it be for them to have a late model engine? I don't know. I think we should call them. I mean, you just take the tubes off the top of that motor, bolt a carburetor on, and go. There you go. Ooh. Put that in your uh, outlaw. I would. Toyota? In a heartbeat. Toyota or yes. Ford? Whatever you... somebody wanted to donate. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's free, I'll take it. Uh, next week on the show, we have our Sandusky Speedway champions coming in. Um, actually, we'll have most of them here in the studio. I believe from, everybody. And Chris Mize will also be here from uh, Sandusky Speedway Race Director out there to uh, talk about uh, our next upcoming race in this area, the Hangover Race, scheduled for January 1st of 2020. Yeah. And uh, Ron Miller will uh, be trying to keep... His son from behind him getting two wins in a row at That's that it. event. As as Steve Miller upset uh, the great Ron Miller at the last Hangover Race. Well, and I guess uh, I understand that Chuck Hummer is going to come back and try to complete more than four laps. He uh, probably should drive that like it's an asphalt track yeah, and not course, a dirt track. Of course, I'll be there. My son Steve will be there. Uh, Jimmy Ward will be there. All, all in late models. Mark Kackenmeister with his uh, late model with the sprint car wing on top. So there's at least five late models that I know are going to be there. Dennis Wisman uh, Sr. is looking for a ride. Yeah. So maybe we can uh, help him out. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, so that's next week on the show. We will be back with uh, the, the Sandusky folks. Uh, and that will be our last show of 2019. That's, yeah, the holiday jump up and yeah um, it's been another year but we'll be back next thursday seven o'clock facebook live youtube live twitter periscope 111 in the can this was show number 111 yeah you were a little distracted with your headphones when we started yeah this is show yeah. number 111 so next okay week, next week will be 112 uh make sure to listen to us on iHeartRadio, itunes google play wherever uh, spotify yeah follow us on uh twitter at hammer report and uh, like us on Facebook. And thanks to uh, all of our guests tonight from Flat Rock. Our Flat Rock uh, champions were all great. Frank Another Giovanni, great show. Great guests. Greg Stude and uh, Dennis Wisman Jr. and Sr. We had a couple of unexpected guests. They pop up. Rusty Schlenk and C.J. Rayburn. It was great talking with C.J. <laughs> we, we go back a ways. Well, with you, there's a, there's a few people you go back a ways. You don't with, start. Huh? Okay. So. All right. We'll see you next week. We're out of here. Have fun, y'all. The Hammer Down Racing Report from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. 
Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview. And Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.